0: FM News Talk 97.1 Podcast.
1: All right. Welcome back.
0: Welcome back, Dr. Jones. Yeah, welcome back to me.
1: Yeah. I'm back. Die on health. Every Saturday from 10 to 11, even when I'm not here. That's right. Because I was out last week. Oh, yeah. by the way, I got Eric Beto-Robert always running things. That's right. <laughs> Standing on the desk, <laughs> gesturing at me.
0: It's really, really uh, ergonomically <laughs> difficult to run the board when you're standing on the desk. I'd- I think it's difficult to do almost
1: anything except run away from a DUI, but well, that's you can true. do
0: it. Uh, so we
1: had Dr. Harvey on <laughs> guest hosting. Yeah. Because even when I'm here and he's here, he basically mm-hmm. does the whole show anyway. Yeah, yeah, So we figured, while
0: I'm out, why don't we just have him come in and do everything? <laughs> it was, a, was a great show. If you're, uh, you know, if you've heard us have uh, Dr. Harvey and other guests on in the past, we are, sometimes we take a bit of a detour from the straight medical news and information and get into something that's like tangentially related. And with Dr. Harvey being a psychiatrist, that's easy. So last week, uh, we talked all about the 20, uh, what was the 25th, 25th amendment. amendment? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, I learned a lot yes. and we, of course, as a history nerd, I got to, you know, talk with Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Harvey about some of the historical yeah. aspects of that. He, um, <clears throat>
1: Had done a kind of a quasi Twenty Fifth Amendment show back in I want to say October of sixteen, right? On the before, Goldwater rule, yeah, on the yeah. Goldwater rule, yeah. right before the uh, the election. Um, so this was a great because uh, of course it's in the news now. Sounds yeah. like uh, there were people in the FBI plotting to try to use the Twenty Fifth Amendment yeah. to remove the president, which is kind of kind of crazy in its own yeah. right. Um, but yeah, interesting so interesting show. So I'm glad everyone tuned in for it. If you want to listen to it, it's up on our podcast, yep. just like all the other shows. And, um, you know, I, I would expect to be hearing a lot more from Dr. Harvey on the radio.
0: I think so. Yeah. And so you can find that podcast at ionhealthradio.com right. or go to 971talk.com. It's uh, all over the place, radio.com app. Uh, yes. just anywhere, anywhere you're looking for it, you can probably find it. Look for Ion Health. And then that, it's also where we get comments. Um, and I actually...
1: Reminds me to, to mention something to you, yeah. Because um, we had done a show maybe six weeks ago about single payer healthcare. Yeah, and how yeah. The first of all, the numbers just don't add up, but how it just in in this American society, it's just simply not going to work, right? And uh, as expected, we get some interesting emails about sure, that. Sure, but one of the one of the emails I got is also something you will hear on when you watch the cable news is about well, you guys uh, you rail against socialism. Mm -hmm. but you love Medicare and social security. And so I didn't respond to the email because I usually don't respond to the the negative emails, but you just made my point for me, friend. Sure. (laughs) Neither
0: one of those programs is working very well. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and (laughs) saying that Medicare
1: is going to be insolvent in like eight years (laughs) as a,
0: as a, as a medical professional, would you say that you love
1: Medicare? No, it's a complete disaster. I mean, even if I loved it, there's not enough money to fund it. You yeah. know, in, in eight years, yeah, it's done, done yeah. for. Yeah, we're going to do something else. We have to come up. So you've made my point. Yeah, sure. Those are in theory are great programs. As are all socialist programs. And, great in theory, and they what just do don't you, work. What
0: do you think? One of the key drivers of ever increasing healthcare costs in the the private sector are <laughs> other than you have basically price controls for a major portion of the uh, uh, medical sector. That that where those price controls go somewhere. It, <laughs>
1: You know, so so the the people that argue, you say you hate socialism, but you love Medicare and Social Security. You're actually making my point. G- can you imagine if the government, rather than forcing me to put money into Social Security, allowed me to invest that money in the market over my entire working life, Eric? They tried that. <laughs> you you somewhat deal with numbers in sure. and your and I know you can't answer too much of this yeah. uh, because of we'll legal save it issues. for next, Aaron. Right. On the way, just I just want you to just. Yeah. Do you think I'd have more money available to me in retirement if I just went all in with Social Security sure. versus taking that same amount of money and going into the market?
0: Well, if you have a good financial advisor like Bob Stockdale, <laughs> right. you'd be much and better. And you know, in the my, my advisor yeah. is Bob Stockdale. Yeah.
1: So if I did that, w- w- I know you can't say much, but. Yeah.
0: No, I I, I think it's a I... fairly so so. The, I mean, people need to understand that both Social Security and Medicare, for instance, they, they so Medicare is not your typical insurance program. It's a, it's a different type of insurance structure because it's government funded, so it can rely on things like budget deficits and and things like that. Whereas a private insurance company has to remain financially solvent <laughs> right. in order to underwrite its claims. But even what we think of as health insurance companies. Don't fall into the same category of pure insurance whenever you're looking at, like, a Liberty Mutual sort of, you know, situation where you're getting your auto insurance or your life insurance or what have you. Uh, Medicare does the same thing in the health insurance marketplace where yep. it's it's not a typical insurance structure. That's not a that, – by the way, I'm not railing on Medicare. I'm not okay, if no, you're, that's you're what like, I'm saying. If you're 65 and older, you should go get your Medicare and, absolutely. and do it. But the financial situation when you're talking about – it it is insolvent in its current structure. It's going to need to be addressed, and there are two ways to address it. One is obviously to increase taxes to make it solvent again. And and you know, my gut says I'm not saying I'm for this. Probably some element of that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but then, likewise, Lowering. you have to reform the program. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're just on a continual cycle. And what seems like to be always the go-to answer
1: is let's lower. Let's lower what it's going to pay out. Let's lower yeah. reimbursements. Well, you're going to lower them so much eventually no one's even going to want to take that insurance. Right. But that's right. a whole other thing. So anyway, my point is if you're trying to argue with me that socialism is good because we have Medicare and Social Security, you've basically proven my point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because those things yeah. just don't run forever. So uh, anyway, <laughs> if you want to contact us, though, Ion Health. Radio.com. Radio. Not mm-hmm. only can you find the podcast, there's also contact forms and mm-hmm. appreciate the good emails, appreciate the bad emails too. They're just interesting. It seems like they
0: all make the same arguments. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we really do appreciate and enjoy engagement from the listeners, regardless of whether or not you uh, think you agree with what we're saying on the air. And and to be fair, a lot of times we're, we, listen, we're talking up here. Okay. We're we're not always making declarative statements. Whenever you look at an issue from a more clinical point of view, it's it's just hey, less passionate. Also, look at that this.
1: Standpoint. I got two two teenage daughters in my house. I'm used to being disagreed with anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm right? right there with you. <laughs> All
1: right. So, hey, before we go to our first break, you know that I like to always give shout-outs to local businesses. Yeah. And what's always interesting in my life is <clears throat> in my line of work, you know, the the type of people you end up running into. Um, I worked a long time with the with a guy. His name's Chris Thiel. He uh, used to bring some equipment so I could do surgery at some real far-out hospitals mm-hmm. where they may not have equipment. He'd bring it in so we could do modern cataract surgery there. And during surgery, often, <laughs> you just get to talking, and this guy was always talking about coffee. Uh-huh. Like, always talking about you just loved coffee? And I'm like, man, you know more about coffee than I know about, like, the eyeball. Yeah. I was like, you, you, you need to do something. So he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And this guy goes and starts his own, like, coffee company. Awesome. It's pretty amazing. He'd been talking to me about it for a couple of years. What's it called? It's called, it's called Kaleidoscope Coffee, but the website is craftbrewcoffee.com. Now, there's a lot of science involved here that I don't fully understand, but I know two things. There's two things in life sure. that basically fuel me. It's coffee in the morning, yeah, and then beer, like, you know, to kind of relax in the evening. Sure. <laughs> two things. Well, what he has done is kind of combined those two processes.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: Yeah. Where are we going here? Yeah. Well, look at the website. I'm it's a combination it. of like brewing techniques that they use uh, for craft brewing of beer. He's applying that to coffee, um, and he's created quite an interesting product. It's called Kaleidoscope Coffee. It's absolutely fantastic, um, and they're, the pre-orders are up. It's craftbrewcoffee.com. It's a local business. It's a, just a completely different way um, to think about coffee and to consume coffee, um, so you need to give it a try if you're interested. You can, the, the website's up for pre-orders now. They're doing all sorts of events as they're launching their business here around town, and he is telling me that today at Ale Fest, which is like this uh, mm-hmm. craft brew festival going on, um, they are participating in Ale Fest at 4204 Main Street Brewing Company down in Belleville, okay. which also is a, it's a craft brewing place. Um, so they're out there if you want to meet them. Chris is a great guy. He's got fantastic team around him. Um, they are going to be doing summer events like the Taste of St. Louis and the St. Charles River Fest and all those. So you'll see them out and about. I couldn't give him a higher shout-out. It's craftbrewcoffee.com combination and, of coffee and
0: beer brewing technology but and, and to be clear it's it's taking the best of the beer brewing technology right, and beer. canning technology yes, right. it's a non-alcoholic it's not coffee alcoholic, drink yeah it's they're um, using
1: the brewing technology to produce the coffee which I mean, is it's, kind I'm, of an interesting i can't wait to try it yeah kaleidoscope coffee it's craft coffee.com um uh once we update the ion health website i will put a link to it just so we got links to other local and businesses. You say, uh,
0: he's local here yeah he's from yeah
1: from here, yeah, awesome, absolutely, from right here. Support
0: local business. Support local
1: go. business. So, hey, when we come back, Eric, I think you could say we got a lot to talk about. We do,
0: <laughs> we do. Do we? Yeah. Oh, we do. Okay. Holy right. cow, this oh. is going to be a big
1: show. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah.
0: I mean, we, hey. we're going to we're going to be hitting on a number of elements of your health, including <laughs> fitness. So we, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we're working at with uh, okay. Mike Mike Giordis right. of right. Fitness all Edge right. and others. But uh, hey, that it'll sounds be good great. Show.
1: That sounds great. All right. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to have more eye on health. After these words. All right. Welcome back to Eye on Health. Every Saturday from 10 to 11, we're talking about things pertinent to your health. Right? Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be doing here. My name is Michael Jones. I got Eric Beto-Robert running the board over there.
0: That's right. Not the not the Beto from Texas. No. Beto from St. Louis. Is it Beto or Beto? <laughs> well, yeah, well, or I'll, Robert. Well, just Robert is what I typically go <laughs> okay, by. <right>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very good. Um, So, hey, while we're giving shout-outs to local businesses, this just just popped into my head here. Uh You know our friends at Victory Men's Health, right? Absolutely. Um, We've talked about them before. They're on the show all the time. They just opened their St. Louis office. Got the big announcement email this week. Yeah. I don't have the address at hand. It's, it's
0: right over at 141 and I think Clayton Road. Is that right? You, like I said. Uh, it's, oh, I, oh. Like I
1: know exactly how to drive there. I've got the email just pulled up. Oh, it's a, of course, it's a beautiful office again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, It's uh. I got the address right here. It's uh, 1036 Town & Country Crossing Drive yep. in Town & Country, Um, Their website's VictoryMensHealth.com You can um, link to both of their locations From their main website Um, We've used always their primary location Which is over in O'Fallon, Illinois Right off of 64 And it's a gorgeous office We always talk about how comfortable it is Going in there They've done the exact same thing over at their town and country office. That's just right. Absolutely gorgeous. Have yeah, pictures of it up. It's five
0: minutes south, of sixty-four on one forty-one. It's super easy to get to, uh, and that's just a beautiful area, town and country. Really convenient.
1: We uh, do need to have uh, Victory back on. There's actually there's some new stuff that they're doing as well. So I don't want to steal their thunder. They need to come on and talk about it. But uh, we always recommend the people at Victory. They are fantastic to get you straight. Um, Doctor Yablonski is the doctor that I work with over there. They will run all your blood tests. What I love about it is the convenience. I can do a lot of stuff over text and email. Yep. You know, busy professionals sometimes don't have time to be going into the doctor all the time just yep. to review lab work
0: and stuff yep. like that. So they have been so great with working over email and text. Oh, that, that is, a, you know, we haven't talked as much about that on the air, but for people, which there's there's a lot of folks in our situation. You're busy. You 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 know, you work a high high class professional job. And just going back by a doctor's office to pick up your lab results, just, you know what, just call it in or yeah. shoot me an email. They We're also good.
1: have a new por- patient portal. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but they emailed me about it, where you can just access your own labs and stuff if yeah. you're ever ever curious. So please check out our friends, Victory Men's Health. Their website's victorymenshealth.com. Now with two locations, one in Illinois, in O'Fallon, off of 64. Mm-hmm. The other one in town and country, pretty much all right, off of 64. There you go. You can just drive from one end to the other. That's right, yeah. <laughs> just check them both out Absolutely. in one day if you wanted to. Um, so, hey, while we're giving shout-outs, why not? Right? There you go. Hey, uh, we touched on this a little bit uh, on the, when we opened the show um, about uh, <laughs> complaints about the health care system and all sure. of that. Did you happen to hear... The comment of uh, AOC Alexandria <laughs> Ocasio Cortez from AOC. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Okay, I, be- I better specify the comment where she said she wants to offer VA healthcare for all, and made comments about the VA system. If it ain't broke, don't fix
0: it. You, you know what's interesting <laughs> about this is because because it's a it's an it's a weird rejoinder, for lack of a better term, to Medicare for all, which is what, you know, Bernie Sanders and others uh, promote, whether directly or, or indirectly. Why would. I mean, if you were going to pick one, <laughs> I mean, like we just were you know, talking about some of the deficiencies with with Medicare's <sighs> institutional structure. But that being said, there are deficiencies that are understood and we know how they could be addressed if the electorate were going to go in that direction. The VA system. Uh, You've been paying attention the last
1: few years? Right, well, yeah, you just took the words out of my mouth. I know she was just a bartender last year, but surely at some point, a veteran walked into your bar and ordered a whiskey and said, God, the VA system's k- killing me here. Yeah, L- literally. literally. Yeah, uh, w- Was she not paying attention to her customers? And again, no- nothing against her. We, we kind of rail on her all the time, but she proves time and time again, if you don't know what you're talking about, just keep your mouth shut, right? Well, I
0: think it's, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'm good to criticize people and keep my mouth shut whenever <laughs> I'm on a health radio show here. Hey, you're basically <laughs> a doctor at this point, man. <laughs> uh, but but I do think it's, it's a commentary on this kind of new breed of politician that we're seeing rise up. Uh, and, and it's happening in both parties where it's a very emotion-driven campaign. It's a very uh, uh, marketing-driven campaign, and there's not a lot of policy substance behind it. But if you're saying things directionally that your portion of the electorate wants to hear, uh, apparently that's a viable electoral strategy to some extent. Um, and I think the reason we're
1: getting in this going in this direction is because of Twitter.
0: Well, I think and that's social part of it. social
1: media in general, um, you know, you can control who hears your message and and what
0: messages you hear on Twitter. Well, here here's, so you get into an echo chamber situation. I think that enables it. I think that's more of a symptom because the when you look at this, especially in terms of regulatory frameworks, which a lot of what what the left and the right argue about in the at the end of the day, often doesn't come down to legislation. It comes down to regulation and. The people who know and understand the regulation best, there's two classes of them. People who make their career in being bureaucrats and understanding legislation and tying people up in red tape and making it opaque and complicated <sighs> and difficult and you know, putting themselves on a pedestal that I understand it and all of you can't. Giving so themselves are, power. Smarter. Right. Yeah. Giving themselves power. Then there's people like you, Dr. Jones, who are a, who's a practicing medical doctor that have to live it every day yeah. and can clearly say, this doesn't work. And you know what? I'm too busy out here running a business and making money and taking care of my patients to go fix your issue. Yeah, just get out of my that's way. That's
1: exactly true. I mean, that's the conundrum that's happened in our country really for the last 50 years. Yeah. And it seems like that divide just keeps getting greater and greater. The problem is people like her suck all the air out of the room. Yeah. But any physician that did any amount of training at the VA system yeah. will tell you that that system doesn't work. Yeah. Okay? And then any physician that's currently practicing now, the number of patients I see, because now these patients can get waivers, if it's going to take them too long to get a procedure, six months to get a cataract operation done, they can come into the private sector and get it done. Right. My problem with these policies that that the progressives are trying to put forward here, they're outlawing the private system. Yeah. So where do you go? Right. Right, and leave in the country? That's well, what they do you, in Canada. You outlaw
0: <laughs> the private system, which, which you can do both directly by truly outlawing it or indirectly by making it so encumbered that it can't possibly that it can't function. function. Yeah. That's also called Obamacare. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. and, and, and then you sit there and criticize it because it's not working. Well, you won't let it work. <laughs> right,
1: And we predicted that with Obamacare, yeah. right? I mean, this, this show kind of got its start um, talking about Obamacare. And that's what we predicted. We yep. we predicted they, they wanted it to make it so burdensome that the private side would fail. Yep. Then they could point at it and say, see that failed, so now we all need to go yep. in with some
0: sort of public. We tried system. it your way. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Right. We tried it your way with our foot, you know, holding you back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, but to make a comment like, if it ain't it, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Did she not see the studies and the reports talking about the deaths due to wait times at the VA? Uh, And again, nothing against the doctors and nurses that work at the VA. They're just working in the system, too. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: But that system clearly is not efficiently processing patients and needed some work done on it. Now, I do think the Trump administration has made changes, including easing the firing of some of these people to make it a little bit better. Um, But to say it's not broken, so we don't need to fix it, and then conversely say... We all need to be in that system. Yeah. That is a nightmare scenario to me. It's a nightmare scenario. I I agree. And again, if they want to go that route and do it, that's fine. But don't force us all into it by outlawing or or making dysfunctional a private, secondary type of healthcare that I think most of us would want to choose for ourselves if we could. Yeah. They want to take away – I thought they were the party of the right to choose – Except when it comes to healthcare, well, I thought it was my body, my choice, right? Yeah. Well, my choice is to not go to the VA.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you have to look at that. You have to look at the incentives here. Okay, so so there's there's basically one argument that they make, which is you have to you have to make everything a single payer system, and that necessarily outlaws a private system because if you don't, what'll happen? You get a two tiered medical system. Implicitly, you're admitting. <laughs> yeah. That, that there's something the else. public sector <laughs> isn't going to function at the highest level, and if we gave you another option, you'd want it. That's exactly
1: right. Uh, I, I oh, don't here's see something else that. that scares me about having the government go all in with our health care. Look at what they're doing right now, trying to get into a private citizen's tax returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know this may sound far-fetched. It is not. The next thing will be, we're going to go and we're going to subpoena mm-hmm. your your health records. Sure. You're in the government system, government property. Let's go subpoena your health records. Well, I, and you want to say they're not going to weaponize that against you?
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> it, there. There is a, there is a class of uh, of political thinking that says basically, you know, the rights granted to you by the government and the assets under those rights, be they you know financial, medical records, information, otherwise, well, that's just the government's property and it's it's yours until we say it's ours. This politician had to go on an antidepressant when his grandmother
1: died. Mm. Could he's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. Right? Scary. Okay. Hey, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, we got more Eye on Health coming in after these words. All right, welcome back. It's Eye on Health every Saturday from ten to eleven. We're talking about your health care. My name is Michael Jones. We Got Eric Beto, Robert running everything over there. Sounds a little congested today. Yeah, a lot of lot of allergies going on.
0: Yeah, I t- fell t- off. The, the I just ad- admit the to admit to the audience because we talk about our friends, Doctor Ronder and Doctor Cahigal, who we need to get on here yes. very soon. Um, well, that's why you're not doing well. We haven't right. had them on in a while. Well, we haven't had them on. So and, you haven't and, had your free visit. And, and and just so their brand isn't tarnished by my uh, <laughs> sinus issues, I've I've worked with them. I have terrible allergies, and I fell off the wagon with my allergy shots over the winter.
1: You were doing so good. I was doing so good. You were doing good. You know, I thought maybe, you know, because I got the, the balloon sinuplasty, yeah. you know, which has been phenomenal. Yeah, because even though I can hear the congestion, it doesn't sound like it has in years past oh, where you can barely and day. even talk. Oh, it's, yeah. it's
0: night and day. Like, this is, first off, we're at the end of April, and I had my first bout of sinus issues, and compared to what I went yes. through, this is I totally functional. Um, But uh, yeah, I got to get back into Dr. kegel. <laughs> Uh, yeah, boy. Lesson learned. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, uh, we've talked about this before. It's always better to be proactive when it comes to allergies. Yeah. Because if you have to be reactive, sometimes you just never catch up, and you just end up having a rough. You know, the entire season yep. is rough for you. Yep. So, well, you'll get there. You're doing I will. doing better. Um, oh, hey, before <laughs> we're we'll right back to the VA story, real quick. One other point I want to make. I will stone cold guarantee you that these politicians will not be in a VA healthcare. Oh, system. They, there will be an exemption for <laughs> you the – you. Want to talk about yeah. a two tiered system? Yeah, there'll be a tier one triple a that all the politicians go into you better stone cold believe that right (laughs) the hypocrisy sometimes oh and by the way eric a new announcement i know you don't live in the state of illinois anymore but i just wanted to make you aware yes the governor of illinois is under federal investigation just in case i mean we went about four years without it but now it's right back
0: (laughs) it's so weird that four years what was different about that four years than the other four I don't years, know. I, I don't can't know. put my well, finger on. Well, uh,
1: being a uh, being a Illinois governor under federal investigation is really party independent. Yeah, it it, it, is. Is, party. it <laughs> is. It is. It is.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you can't forget but, about. But Mr. the Ryan. reason
1: this ties into the one AAA healthcare tier that those politicians will be in is the reason the governor is being investigated is for tax fraud. Yeah. Meanwhile, I see commercial after commercial of him telling me he's going to raise my taxes. What do
0: you think Bruce <laughs> Rauner thinks at night? You know, like just when he, now he's kicked back in his lazy boy, just like he probably in, thinks in, I need
1: to get my money out of this state because yeah. i getting ready to take more. Yeah, he's of it. probably
0: looking at. Uh,
1: but why is it that the ones that are always talking about killing us with taxes? Try find every way they can to avoid oh paying gosh. taxes, including taking all of the toilets out of your house to say that it's uninhabitable, so yep. you can get a lower tax rate. Yep. And then, as soon as the assessment's done, putting said toilets back in. And no offense, but boy, that governor needs, needs lots of toilets
0: in his house. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna not gonna comment on that. But uh, but yeah, it's you know that's that's the thing. You grew up in Illinois, you live there today. I grew up in Illinois, and 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 so for the listeners in Missouri, everybody just kind of knows it's a mess, right? <laughs> no, you don't understand how normal this sort of behavior is. Like, because because just even at the local and regional level, you hear this stuff, and you're like. How how can they do that? I don't know. You know, yeah, how, don't know, how did this guy nominate his his spouse to this public <laughs> position that pays a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and everybody's okay like, with yeah, it? Well,
1: whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, you, you know. know, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. I don't know, man. Anyway, just wanted to let you know if you hadn't yeah. been made aware, he is under investigation in yeah. case you were getting concerned. That we were going too long without having a governor under federal investigation. He is under investigation,
0: just so we're all clear. (laughs) Well, yeah, speaking of Governor Pritzker, there's uh, a news story that you just sent over here. (laughs) Oh, God. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, never mind. I'm not going to go there. (laughs) I'm not going to go there. We'll segue to the story a different way. What I sent you was,
1: uh, we have actually talked about this before, Mm -hmm. and it is, what is the effect of obesity Mm -hmm. on brain function? Yeah. Um, we did, I think, an entire show on the rate of dementia and how much higher it is in obese patients. <laughs> so now you may get understand his his lead in no, that. No, no, no. It was a different story oh, yeah, different I was referring to. Completely different story. Um, right. We don't want to resort to ad hominem attacks no. when we have someone who's literally pulling Under toilets, investigation. toilets don't out need of his to house there. to pay lower taxes. We don't even need to go there. But um, this is from Medical News Today. And by the way, we often reference stories from Medical News Today. Not that it's an outstanding um, medical website, but what it does is it does kind of dumb these stories. It'll take take recent studies and lump them together and dumb them down a little bit. And they tend to do a pretty fair job they of it. Do. They do. There, there's no there's no agenda. Sensational headlines. Not, nothing yeah. like that. And then they also link to the actual study. So yeah. sometimes in the mainstream press you will see them quote a study without actually putting a link to the actual study. They want you to understand their version of how they're interpreting it rather than you just going and doing it yourself. Medical News Today does not do that. They actually do put the link. So they actually reference four different studies Mm -hmm. that have all been released just in 2019. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only April, that talk about the effect of obesity on brain structure and brain function. And then one of those four studies also looks at is a chicken and an egg question is the brain function dictating obesity or is it the obesity that's causing this dysfunction <laughs> of the brain? Um, but the one that I, th- I found really interesting, the very first one, and it looked at the, the, the rate of, or your, your uh, the volume of gray matter in your brain, right? Yep. Um, the volume of the actual tissue of the brain in patients with obesity, but when you, when you go to the study, what's interesting is they look at not just BMI, but also whether you have um, obesity around your belly mm-hmm. or obesity lower in your body because, right, there's different types of obesity. Yeah. And also remember, we've done a whole show on why BMI sometimes is not an accurate way yeah. to gauge obesity because it, it doesn't take into account muscle mass versus right. fatty tissue. It right. just takes overall weight. And what they found was interesting in the study. BMI itself really didn't correlate with lower grain gray matter mm-hmm. in the brain, but truncal obesity, that means obesity, obesity right around the midsection,
0: absolutely did. Truncal obesity sounds like a, a <laughs> punk band.
1: <laughs> it, could, it could be a good name for <laughs> yeah. a punk band.
0: Maybe that's Beto's punk band. Now. That's right. That's right. Truncal
1: Wasn't he in a punk band? He was. <laughs> yeah. So, um so I just linked to the article I clicked on it and they found that um, there is a shrinkage of gray matter um, that is statistically significant when you when you have an increased amount of they call it central obesity that's obesity right around the stomach area um, so any man with a waist to hip ratio of 0.9 that's how they kind of figure whether sure. you're obese around the midsection um, have much lower amounts of gray matter, hmm. and when you have lower gray matter, then you have to go to the to the other studies that look at, well, does having a lower gray matter in your brain even mean anything? Yeah. Does that mean? Right. And, the, and the answer is yes, it does. You know, patients who have early onset dementia, almost all of them have signs of lower amounts of volume of gray matter in their brain. Hmm. So you kind of have to take two leaps here. But what they're saying is not just BMI. BMI, actually, they showed no difference in in brain volume because, as we've said, BMI is maybe not the most accurate way to judge whether someone's obese or not. But where the obesity is happening, and if it's central, makes a huge difference when it comes to lower amounts of gray matter in the brain. And so... I, you know, yet
0: another reason to try not to to try to keep things under control, right? Well, this the, the another thing that it discusses is uh, whether inflammation is key to obesity and its impact on the brain. Right. And there were some other studies that came out this week on kind of breakthroughs in studying inflammation as a source of not just uh, degenerative uh, brain diseases like dementia, but frankly, as a root of many, many classes of diseases. And th- what they're trying to get to is, well, is it the inflammation Inflammation itself or is it the inflammation is a the symptom response, right you know and now they are seeing that if you control the inflammation it has positive impacts on the outcomes in many classes of diseases but that still doesn't really answer inflammation does good things too well sure it's, there's a yeah. reason we
1: have inflammation yeah. in our body but um we had the the doctors from palm health on a while ago and one of their doctors um going theory was mm-hmm. that inflammation is underlying a lot a yep. lot of these chronic illnesses and now you're starting to see some of the science coming out about it you also see inflammation um starting to be talked about a lot more with these you know high-end athletes yep and i, I think it's dr ogile that always says when the high-end athletes are figuring things out like with sleep yeah there's something to it right because yep. their entire their entire ability to make money and 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 succeed depends on these things. So it was the high-end athletes that really started to understand about recovery from sleep and how important it was. And now look at it. We talk about sleep all the time as it relates to these chronic things. Well, if you go back a couple of years, you start to see these high-end athletes, like Tom Brady is really big on this. He won't eat any food that he says causes inflammation in the body. Now, (laughs) I don't know, maybe bro science, who knows? But he's talking about
0: it. There must be something to it. There you go. (laughs) Right, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it, it, the, those anecdotal, we like to talk a lot about studies and clinical trials and things like that, um, but there's something to be said for the foundational elements of health, like sleep, nutrition, and exercise, and, you know, and in, in, in physical exertion a lot of the most common sense things are still rooted in anecdotes right. because
1: clinical trials
0: are kind of hard to do. Well, they
1: are, and they're hard to pin some of this stuff down. When you're talking about chronic illnesses, it's yeah. hard, to, hard to pin some of that stuff and, down. And if
0: you're talking about like strength training, for instance, well, every time they do some sort of clinical trial on it, it's speaking to a very specific population with a specific routine, and they only draw very specific conclusions. Everybody stops short of saying, hey, you know, go do some squats. I think there's it's a reason
1: you. that... There are things that are considered "quote unquote" common sense, right? Uh, this reminds me, Eric, of the show that we did an entire hour on hand washing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, did we need to? No. Did no, we have an hour to kill? Yes. Hey, how
0: had to, <laughs> had to kill an hour. Listen, but how many of actually, you out there can say you went on the radio for an hour and talked about hand washing? It's a story to tell. There now. were actually, yeah, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: It's like living through some sort of terrible uh, traffic jam or something. Uh-huh. You have a story to tell yeah. now. Um, there were actually studies done on hand washing. We didn't know till yeah. we looked into it, right? Yep. That's a common sense thing. Did we need to study it? I don't know. I mean, I think everyone now understands if you wash your hands, it's better for you than if you right. don't. But we were able to find actual clinical trials and uh, sociological studies. Remember, they were looking at like yep. whole villages in like I think Africa where they I don't know they didn't believe in hand washing or something yep. like that. Um, so there was data to back up back it up. But but some of these common sense things. Maybe don't necessarily need to be backed up with data. Maybe you just need to understand. Yeah, you know it's good for you to eat healthy, get physical exercise, yeah. and make some of that physical exercise resistance or strength training, without maybe having to refer to a study yeah. to prove to yourself that you're right. Right. Um, but I did find these uh, articles interesting. We have kind of touched on them before. I thought this article from Medical News Today did a great job of summarizing four recent ones. I mean, these are mm-hmm. you want to talk about recent studies? These are these are right. You know, right now in 2019. And all of them looked at different things. Some of them used MRI to measure brain size. Um, some of them were lo- using inflammatory markers. One of them was looking at actual, the conduction rates, mm-hmm. you know, and once again, found out that in obese patients, the nerve conduction itself is slowed down. Okay. Well, what does that, what is that going to mean? Well, it's going to mean, you know, early onset dementia and things like if things aren't firing correctly, you right. know, they're not working properly. So there, there you, you go. go.
0: What do you think? I, I think it makes sense. <laughs>
1: You're, you're playing me out. I'm playing you out. It's, I think it's time to <laughs> time go to no, break. Time to go to break. Okay, folks, we're going to go to break. Hey, stay tuned for more Eye on Health after these words. All right. What a beautiful spring morning. Yeah. Here in St. Louis. It is a beautiful spring morning. And uh, remember, we gave shout-outs to two local businesses, craftbrewcoffee.com mm-hmm. and victorymenshealth.com. Yep. Check them both out, please, and remember, Victory has two locations now, on equal opposite sides of the uh, metro area. Country, so you got no excuse now. That's right, right? Because it used to be quite a drive for you to get over. Yeah, but now you're right there. It's
0: it's on my way to everything.
1: Hey, uh, Eric. As by the way, it's Eric Beto Robert talking. While we were going to break, Uh we have uh, Fox News up. We do. With your hero, Neil Cavuto. I assume he's a hero. Well, I,
0: I, I like Neil Cavuto, but Steve Morse, not so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see Steve. Yeah.
1: As we were going to break, they were talking about the measles outbreak. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about levels. Legitimate. We have not seen in like 30 years. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we did talk about this issue many years ago. Yeah. We had a guest on talking about the whole vaccine issue. Yep. Where uh I think back then we just kind of walked a, a neutral line, we just let the person kind of talk about it. I, I play devil's advocate a little bit, but you know in general, as you know i'm I'm against the government telling me I have to do things sure um but as a physician <laughs> as a medical doctor, it's things like this um that actually are kind of scary and a little yeah. frustrating, yeah um because vaccine levels have dropped to to low you know lows yes. Yeah. Because patients and parents are now afraid of these vaccines, yeah, and that's why you're getting measles outbreaks. Yeah. yeah. So now I know you lean libertarian too. Yeah. As a as a non practicing physician, I know you're technically a physician <laughs> because you're on, on. Well,
0: I got five kids. You got to you know intervene. <laughs> okay, once. right. Yeah.
1: yeah. As Doctor Dad. And a libertarian, Dr. Dad. What do you think about the government telling you you have to do vaccines now seeing some of the side effects of not doing
0: it? You know, it sounds like, based on your intro, we're we're in a similar place. I'm very conflicted on it. Uh, So here's – I believe in two things, personal freedom and choice and personal responsibility, okay? And and where this becomes very difficult is when you have uh, kids – who are put you know, in a situation where they may be exposed to lethal diseases. The, the, these vaccines exist for a reason. Um, the seriousness around con- the considerations for measles in particular exist for a reason. Uh, so I, I I go in two different directions. One, whose rights outweigh the others, the parents right. or the kids to grow up without measles? That's <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and secondly... Should we continue to allow uh, kids not to be vaccinated? I, I don't have any issue with in public schools, uh, hospitals, uh, you know, certain places. Like, listen, if you're not going to be vaccinated, it causes a problem for others. For your society, personal decisions yeah. are impacting others. So, I'm not saying you can't make those personal decisions. You just have to be willing to accept the consequences of that. Don't whine at me yeah. whenever you your kid can't go to daycare X because you have a personal sure. view on measles. Okay, because I have a personal view on measles too. I don't like it, <laughs> yeah. and so you're I'm sending my kids. It, you're anti-measles. I'm anti-measles. Yeah, so. it was
1: very eloquently stated because yeah. there are two sides of the issue, especially for libertarian leading people. The problem is with the threshold, the amount of people not getting vaccinated. That right. is the problem. And yes, I'm really not for government intervention in much, but there are certain rules that the government sets to keep society safe as a whole. Yeah. For instance, you may personally view that murder's okay. Right. That may be a or per- justified in certain <laughs>
0: circumstances. But, the, yeah. but, but we have
1: laws <laughs> set by our government that say you can't do it for the betterment of society. And yeah. I think that's kind of where this fits into. Um, the problem is, you know, you, you, you don't want to force people to put something into their body that they don't want. But then there are going to be consequences uh, that you will have to face in certain societal um, situations for making that that decision. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I Some, think that's kind of where we're at I, right now, I, right? I will I'm I just there's something that that does stop me from going. I'm just not comfortable with the government saying, "Hey, when you're when you have a child, we're going to inject it with whatever with we X, say y, it needs Z. to be right. injected." <laughs> because while that while me the measles vaccination may not be a concern to me, who knows what comes next there, okay? Yeah, okay? So exactly I don't right. like yeah. that standard. Uh, but I do think there's personal decision limitations on the other side where it's like, hey, then you know what? There's a class of certified daycare, child care facilities, schools, things like that, that if you're not going to vaccinate your kid, you know what? you got to come up Fine. with another solution. Sure, Homeschooling's th- a thing. So
1: that means the regulation should be more at a local level than at a
0: federal level. I'm always for regulation more at a local level than <laughs> I a think, federal uh, level. Hey, I think our founding fathers
1: were too, weren't Yeah, they?
0: If, <laughs> and if I lived in a community that went in a hard anti-vaccination, you know what? I, I'll move. You may move. You just may like make if, a choice if to you're, you're, you you know, raise the income taxes yeah. too much, I'll go move to another state. And he state. did, yeah.
1: And he did, yeah.
0: And I, I did, yeah.
1: And I'm stuck. <laughs> you'll, you'll get unstuck. You know here. what I'm going to do though? What's that? Actually, I'm talking to my CPA, and she said just remove all the toilets out of your house. That's right. And that you, you do that, yeah. And that's a tax. You
0: can get a lower tax. Yeah, it's this. It's this really. So neat we're in the trick. process
1: of removing all the toilets. Yeah. We have an outhouse out. But if you have Once an outhouse, a- does that count?
0: Once a week, <laughs> around the time of property tax assessments, we'll uh, you guys Hold gotta head, head to the board local up the quick hole, trip a lot. <laughs>
1: a hole yeah. in the floor, board it up. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> There's always certain ways to get around things. Unbelievable.
0: Aren't there? Yeah. So so let's talk about a little bit, Doctor Jones. Oh We've no. got a busy calendar. Yes, we've we got do. a busy calendar coming up. So we have Doctor Ojel uh, guest hosting next week. That's right. Fantastic. Two weeks out, Doctor Shaw's coming back. Yes. In. All right, so i got to have all of my allergy yeah, stuff cleared clear up, up by then. He's going to so be so that, disappointed in you that's for right. sure. Um, we're going to have Dr. Harvey back in, uh, Mike Jaudis from Fitness Edge. We're working on a couple other guests to get in the lineup as well. We'll get Victory Men's Health back in the mix too. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, they were in the mix, and then we had a scheduling yeah, thing. Double, so.
1: double booked them. That was my bad. That's right. me. Happens. That's why I don't book things, right? <laughs> I book one thing, and it's wrong. So I'm not going to book any more. Well. The other thing I want to tell you about mm. is coming up. Next hour, yeah, is Bob Stockdale. That's right, and he's on the money. He is on the money, and I was on the money when the first quarter GDP numbers got released. It's first text I got in the morning <laughs> was from
0: Doctor Jones. Did you
1: see that GDP <laughs> print? I couldn't. I thought she misspoke. I was watching Fox Business, and I thought she said two point, or I thought she meant two point three, which kind of would have been where, where their estimates yeah, yeah, were coming yeah. at.
0: Everything was around two. And 2. Then I
1: was eating my oatmeal, and I'm like, wait a minute. She said three point two. Yeah. I mean that is
0: we're going to talk about it on on the money.
1: Uh, sure, we can't talk about much here, but one one thing, it probably will get adjusted, maybe down. Yep. The first quarter usually does, but for the estimate to come in at, at that high was you cannot. It's undeniable. It, mean, was, it was
0: it was even the highest estimated GDP in in, in over the first
1: quarter. As anyone that runs a business knows, for whatever reason, the first quarter is always the slowest. Yep, <laughs> always, always, always. Oh, he's playing me out again. I'm playing you. Out. Oh, Beto, you're getting power hungry over there. Sorry Beto. Sorry about that. <laughs> Stay tuned for On the Money with Bob Stockdale. Tune in next week for Dr. Ogile for ION Health and have a great weekend.
0: Get more at 971Talk.com.